0: Hey, it's Jennifer Jones. Friends call me JJ. This platform is designed for a new leader that wants to become a great leader in the modern workplace. Over the last 15 years, I've learned valuable lessons that I want to share with you to get you there ASAP. When the leader gets better, we all get better. It's Monday again. Welcome to the virtual leadership coffee chat. If you don't already have it, go grab that cup of coffee, maybe that cup of tea, If it's a little late at night and you want a glass of wine, it's all right with me. You can always push pause. Let's go. Welcome back and happy Monday. So now you have a plan on paper. For the last few weeks, I've been talking about a seven-step process that gets you from priorities to deliverables, takes you from problem identification to actually doing the work and checking and adjusting. But now that you have this plan on paper, it's important that you ensure that you've got alignment or agreement from your cross-functional partners. And so this, this episode, I will walk you through that process. And then in the other episodes, I'll talk about additional steps you can take or you should take uh, to continue to evolve the plan and ensure the access thereof. So we talk about aligning cross-functionally. I'm sure your employee has had the opportunity to talk to folks that they're dependent on this process. But now that we have the full plan on paper, it's important that you go back to your cross-functional partners and share that plan with them and also leave room for adjustments based on the learnings in that conversation. So first and foremost, when you're spending time with those individuals, you want to make sure that they understand the problem that we're trying to solve or the opportunity that's at hand. Sometimes when people walk through these these different projects, what one person might think the problem is may be very different from another, and it, it ends up impacting the work that they do. So I think it's important that there is clear clarity on the problem we're solving, the area that we're focusing on, so everyone is moving to the same song sheet the next thing you really want to you want to ensure is that that they have they understand the current conditions or what you think the current realities from your view viewpoint or your vantage point but you also want to make sure that you understand it from theirs So if you remember, our example has been um, that we want to grow the revenue of Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch. So let's say you're now going to meet with your technology partners, those folks that are going to be responsible for programming some of the things that you need to do in order to ensure that you can grow revenue of this, this particular game you may have missed an opportunity or missed a gap, or maybe there's some problem with some programming, or maybe there's an access to a user list that's limited. So you might have missed that in your review with your boss, or your, your associate might have missed it in their review with you. But in this conversation with your technology partners, they may bring that to light. And that is a current condition that you want to ensure that you add to that section. So again, this is where it's really powerful that now we all have one, um, tr- one source of truth that we can respond to. So but if things are missing, you can make sure that you add those those elements in so we have a true picture of the problem and or the opportunity at hand. The last part that I believe is really, really important here is that what are we asking them to do and how does it align to their priorities? One of the things that I have found in, in my journey as a leader with my folks is that sometimes where this is where we kind of fall apart right, where we've put this grandiose plan together, we've got these great ideas, but especially when you're marketing and you have a high reliance on other functions, um, we've, we show up to the table with this plan. So we find out that our priority may in fact be in conflict of the priority of a cross-functional partner that is necessary to get the work done. And this is, this is typically where projects go awry. And so it's important that not only do we understand the problem, the current conditions, but when we get to that plan section, when you're saying, hey, here's the things I want to go do. If you have a cross functional partner and you and that you are gonna rely on to get that work done, it's imperative that you guys are on the same page of what you're asking them to do and by when. And it's important that in this conversation, you are really clear on um. Is this something that they can do? Does it fit in within within their priorities? This is, this is particularly important when you're dealing with a shared service. So what do I mean by a shared service? Usually it's your quality team. It's your regulatory team. It might be finance. It's, it's a function within the organization that supports a number of different functions in, in the organization. And every particular function has a priority or an ask of that group. And before you know it, they've got what, what might be three items on your list becomes 20 items on theirs because they're getting it from so many different customers or so many many other functions, and so it, this this step can cannot be missed if you want to see the success of your plan. So let's say you get in a conversation with this cross functional partner, and you it's important that you know there's a particular tactic or or, or or thing that you want them to get done. And let's say you find out that it is not a priority. This is where it is important that you always have what I consider our countermeasures. Right, So when you're going through the process with your employee, it's important, especially when you get to that step around the, the need for a cross-functional partner, that you ask the question, what if they can't get it done by this date? What is the implication to your overall plan? Because again, oftentimes I see, and I'm guilty of it too, we assume perfection. We assume that folks, when we show up and say, hey, I need you to do do this by this date, they'll be ready to go. But the reality is that they may not be. And so it is really important that you have countermeasures in play that would say, okay, if I can't get regulatory to rewrite this particular document, what is another way I might advance this project or solve that problem? But again, do not, please do not miss this step of really aligning on what you're asking your cross-functional partner to do. I think it's also important that you set an expectation that, listen, in this discussion, when we leave this meeting, I'm going to assume that you're going to do what we've committed to. If you can't, please raise your hand because it would ultimately impact the success of this project and create undue stress. So, again, that alignment with cross functionality is really important before, again, you get to work. The other area that I like to do when we look at plans is actually to put it in front of what I consider folks that have fresh eyes, folks that are like not in the business, not in the day-to-day. And and the purpose of that is typically three things. One, they will help you really pressure test whether or not the problem that you're trying to solve or the opportunity that you identified actually makes sense to someone that's not close to the business. I, I like to tell my folks that if you, you know, win the lottery tomorrow and decide that you don't want to do this job anymore, I want to be able to take your plan and give it to a new person or a new team, and they can very quickly pick up the work and move forward. The, in order to do that, the, the problem has to be clearly identified. And there's no better way to test that than to have fresh eyes. Because at this point, you as their leader have been too involved in the project development or product uh, plan development, and then they've been too involved. So you're too close. So lift out of that and give yourself the opportunity to have fresh eyes. I also think that this is, for you as a leader, Is also an opportunity for other leaders to help coach your team member. It doesn't mean that you're shirking on your responsibility, but you're giving more visibility to that individual. And this will also give you opportunities to see if you have blind spots about that individual that that person might help identify that will help to continue to help you support and equip that um, that employee. So again, fresh eyes. Does it pass the sniff test of like, does the problem make sense? Does the opportunity make sense? Can that person articulate that succinctly? The second thing that I think fresh eyes help us to do is if remember that root cause section, it's like our fourth step. They actually help us dig into like, did we really exhaust all of the potential areas that that are gaps or problems between the problem and the solution or the opportunity and success? And so, again, it helps you, again, new fresh eyes new perspective to say, hey, have you considered this, right? So to go back to the Mario Kart example, they might be able to say, hey, have you considered this new customer segment? Or you have you considered the fact that maybe this customer segment that you're targeting actually doesn't have an interest in Mario Kart? So again, with fresh eyes, they may help you see different root causes to the problem. And again, it will only make the, the plan more robust. And the last thing that I think, again, they help us see is what might we be missing? What might we be missing in the plan? What might we be too aggressive in our plan? Might we be missing a, a low-hanging fruit step? Again, because they're not in it, they can they can probably see the forest for the trees that we're missing because uh, because we're too close. And so, again, that fresh eyes is also important. And, and I'll tell you some folks that I tend to um, pull in in this environment. Um One, I often will have my boss. I have give my team the opportunity to present to my boss, which is a great it's great for their own personal development, but it also allows them to get a different perspective in the organization as they think about their plan. So that that has proven to be a really good opportunity, both for the individual, but also for me as a leader, because my boss helps me see areas to continue to coach and develop. He helps me to see or helps the team to see gaps that we might be missing because he has a different vantage point. So that's a great person to pull in for fresh eyes. The other, the other opportunity I use with fresh eyes is I'll often think about personality difference. So remember, let's go back to where we started, like get to know your people. If you have an individual on your team that might be a Ruby, remember that person, really kind of quick to the point, doesn't get into the details, I might have them go and share their plan with an Emerald because the Emerald's going to ask questions that me as a Ruby might even forget to ask as a leader. So again, from a fresh eyes perspective, it's also like folks that are a different parts of the organization, not directly tied to it, but also an individual that's of a different personality type or sees the world differently that might help you um, with the plan. So again, this, the plan is on paper. This just makes your plan better. It makes your, 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 your individual's plan more robust. And so please don't get started until you take these two critical steps. Align cross-functionally and make sure you have fresh eyes. So now I'm going to uh, toggle next week to now that you've got it on paper, you've got alignment, what is your weekly check-in process? And I'm going to give you some reminders on how to navigate through your small bites next week. Have a great week, guys. Because I just want the find-